Hello, RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Roleplaying as Spartan People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. On tonight's episode, we're doing our one-year recap. We're talking about all the shit that's happened, uh, all the things we want to do, and pretty much just, we're just here to have a good time. So, Happy New Year's, and yada yada. <laughs> Hello, Scott. Hey, Finder. Hello. Hey. <laughs> so um i figured we'd start off by just talking about a little bit of how well what we've been doing since pretty much we started the podcast and i know some of us are change have created some games some of us are about to launch a game cough cough uh as well as just other kind of shit that's kind of gone on so uh finder why don't you start since i know you have some news I uh, just been working on a couple of settings and um, the podcast. And other than that, I'm trying to play and spend time with family. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, got 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 a couple uh, things in the works for in terms of uh, a setting that I worked on uh, for a while and hoping to launch that uh, later this month. And then another one that I'm working on with Scott. hopefully we get word back at some point yeah Yeah, that would be awesome yeah you guys got a little bit of radio silence on that one but it is the holidays so i'm kind of hoping yeah us too are they just like these dipshits (laughs) these assholes this is the worst idea ever (laughs) that's a neat idea and what about you scott what's uh what's uh new with you since Um, last year since last year, uh, what Raven launched, and then I started working on a science fiction fantasy setting because there's not one that exists in Savage Worlds. It's a real science fiction fantasy. Um, we play tested that. There's another group play testing it. Um, I think we had a good time with it. A little bit of a few oddities, but it is what it is. When you when you're making a new set, when you're making a new setting and you're play testing at the same time, and the setting isn't to a a good solution, uh, it becomes a little wonky. But I don't know. It was a good time. It was very interesting. The settings were very Definitely different than in most science fiction settings. And then uh, we started running Dragonlance in Pathfinder for Savage Worlds. And we're recording that just to prove how superior Savage Worlds is for the best campaign setting ever designed by humans, which is Dragonlance. <laughs> uh, and then um, you can fight Rich and I, anyone listening. Um, Dragonlance <laughs> is the Star Wars of Dungeons and Dragons settings. So I said, I would agree with that. Yeah, Dark Sun yep. is dumb as shit. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Dark Sun's actually kind of neat. But Planescape is the dog shit setting that I fucking can't stand. <laughs> it's the stupidest shit ever. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm going to play a first level character where I'm going to buy a land full of Archon Angels. That's brilliant. Um, and then uh, what? We're doing the West Marches to, to Savage fuck, Pathfinder for Savage Worlds West Marches. West Marches campaign, which is Chaos Incarnate. If you've never done one as a GM, it's interesting experiment. If you're known as a player, be proactive because the GMs aren't there to do shit for you. It's up to you to look at the rumors and job listings. <laughs> That's yep. what I've been doing. I've been making a map and trying to populate it with crazy adventure ideas. <laughs> you know, the thing that makes me laugh about that, though, is somebody posts on a rumor, and yeah. rather than people dogpiling on something that has interest shown in it, right. it's like, hey, let's all try to get three or four different things going and 
he ate like nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is the weirdest shit ever. Like, but it was kind of if you read the do, if you read the dot the document stuff, it's like it really is up to the players. And if they don't want to, if they don't schedule shit, not everyone will get to play, and not everyone's gonna play. And you know, it just kind of is what it is. I don't know. I'm like whatever. I mean, we've got one. We got one adventure coming up. It looks like so. Oh, is that the Saturday morning? No. No, it's a, a weekday evening, and uh, a, a team has banded together and decided to go investigate some mysterious banners in the east. Ooh. Well, the first one, that'll be pretty fun, hopefully. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, Not as fun as the tower, but I mean... I mean it's, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, is like it's what strikes people's interest, because I'm really I'm like, fucking mysterious banners sounds more interesting than a fucking appear mysteriously appearing tower okay yeah it's like well, well okay let's go check out some armies right i guess <laughs> I, I didn't realize we were playing access and allies <laughs> there we are. so that's oh. it and what have you been doing um well since the creation of this podcast i've uh rekindled my hate for social media <laughs> um, i absolutely despise social media and i've been forced to use it i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm not oh, good at it but i try um i've essentially bettered my own editing i have branched out into a couple other tiny little things not really worth mentioning um i still haven't created a setting uh, or a system <laughs> yeah. um and what else? Oh, yeah, I, I started creating that. I did the one-on-one with Santa, which, honestly, a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm hoping to continue on through the year as it's a nice little uh, additional episodes. I don't know what you guys think about it. Let me know. Um, yeah, those have been very cool to listen to, just to see the industry, like serious heavy hitters in the industry discuss Okay, I'm sorry you didn't get anyone from Watsy or Paizo, so I guess it's not important. But to hear the actual people who make really cool games, um, it's really I, neat. It, <laughs> it, is, it is honestly super cool. Like I've yeah. talked to people who I'm just like I in a million years I should I should never have been able to talk to you. But yeah, no, and I yeah. got some cool ones actually up the pipe uh, pipeline that will be coming out. One really go. big name, which yeah, I've nice. kind of hinted on on the Discord. Oh man, is it Gary Gygax? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a seance on the podcast. Yeah, we're having right? a seance. <laughs> oh, that gives me such a good idea. When we well, get ready to get canceled and banned, we'll do a Gary Gygax episode. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah. His, his son makes our, I think, does five uh, E content. Well, yeah. what? Why would he do that? That's guy came out with his own system after D and D. He did, and it was awful. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh, I, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of looked up the Gygax family. I was like, maybe, and it was like, yeah, no, he he's releasing five E content. I'm not interested. Uh, but I don't know why guy. I don't know why he would attach himself to five E. It's really weird. I thought Dungeons and Dragons was dying suddenly. Uh, I don't my, know. My ass. They're gonna make, <laughs> Wizards is going to make more fucking money in the first year of one D and D than they have probably made in decades <laughs> of fifth edition. I know we have to wait a year for this popcorn. I know, I know. I just and I, I know we're gonna. Well, we may or may not talk about some of this stuff, but you are a fool if you believe that people are leaving Dungeons and Dragons. 
We've yeah. already done this dance once before, except yeah. except now the tide has turned into the favor of corporations, despite what everyone believes, and they got you lockstep and barrel. Like I said, yeah, fucking Diablo makes a ridiculous amount of money. Fortnite makes stupid money. Once Rich mentioned Fortnite, and I was like, what do they charge for it? And then I saw the uh, emotes, and I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't think about that. Your dumb fucking little 3D doll will be able to do a the fucking TikTok shuffle dance when you defeat an enemy. Oh, my God, they're going to make a fucking fortune. Holy <laughs> shit. But it breaks immersion. Because immersion's not real, and everyone knows it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, immersion my ass. <laughs> we have more immersion on the virtual tabletop than you do at a regular tabletop. I'll I will put that down right now. Because oh, I agree. I right, agree. the sound, yeah. the vision, the, because vision is not important. The vision limits, the range calculations, everything is so done on the fly for you that that level of immersion, it like. Sometimes I'm watching you guys adventure and it's like, ooh, I'm starting to feel a little claustrophobic even just staring at these little points of this map. I'm like, you know, and I'm like, oh, they don't know what's around the corner. <laughs> Fuck. And then last night they uh, decided to run through the fucking caverns and they discovered that uh, Monk's active tiles in Foundry lets you set up traps that will be sprung as soon as the first idiot crosses the line. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's some conversation about how that was not fair. It was like... Are we gonna roll? Right, we try checking for traps because that's the that's that's the beginning of the bell curve of how you don't get hit with a bunch of fucking arrows. <laughs> <laughs> but if we did find out, and I had to reread it. I was honest because I was like trying to really dealt with traps, and in, in, really I've never dealt with traps in Savage Worlds, not like that. And the Pathfinder is very clear on it. It was like you either have a, you either find it or you don't. <laughs> Yeah, and and nobody said they were even looking for them. No, so. no, they were just moving tokens like it was a horse race. <laughs> <laughs> and then I could hear I was busy doing something. I heard the ching ching, and I was like, "There's the tile trap." <laughs> 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 but I didn't go back and make sure it didn't really fuck up the character streets because I have a sneaking suspicion that it did, and that's gonna hurt. <laughs> because i did it i will have to remake a bunch of characters well i'll just copy shit over to a new version but it's gonna make my heart hurt anyway yeah. i think we derailed the conversation right off the get that's uh good. yeah that's pretty much on brand dude it's a new record though yeah that's cool uh, but your your interviews are really good man they're fun oh yeah, thank you i that's actually fun. just had someone say that too and i was like oh you're really good i was like thank you i read books well, that person's a lone liar because yeah. I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he, he has no opportunity for rebuttal except in Discord. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, he, he's right. They are really, they're really solid. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm not going to lie. Some of them I've been kind of like uh, nervous on because sure. it's like I know who I'm talking to. I'm like, right. What's this? The CEO of Free League? Yeah, sure. Why not? That's all. That's not uh, completely anxiety ridden. No, man. Right. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah, that's just, they're just normal people, right? That's the cool part about it. Well, that's kind of one thing I'm kind of discovering. And it's like we're all just nerds at heart who like talking about tabletop, and yeah, course, it, it right? makes when you have that common denominator, it makes it a lot easier. But I don't know. It's still kind of well, yeah. a little bit edgy. So it's good though. It's humble. Yeah. While we're on the kind of topic of episodes, do you guys by any chance have a favorite episode that we've done? Oh man. Yeah. Um, Jesus, we've done a lot too. 
<laughs> 54 of them, Jesus. I think. Feels like so many. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the topics that were really spicy. Like, I liked hearing the Finder clan just rip a new at D&D 5e, a new asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was personally satisfactory. Um, I don't know. I did like the one where we did the little, I know it was a little too long and I blame myself for that, little dungeon adventure to prove the mother may I is nonsense and how to stop doing it. Oh, that yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Finder? You got a favorite? I know you um, don't really listen to them, but <laughs> well, you, you know, it's because I participate and I yeah. can't stand the sound of my voice. So it's like, why let's do it a second time? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I I don't have any that come to mind other than I just like the ones where we have a lot of fun, and there there have been some where it's just been a ton of fun talking with one another, talking with maybe a guest who's on. There have been some guests who are just a lot of fun to talk to. So um, I couldn't tell you what episodes because I don't have a list in front of me, but you know, yeah, no. <laughs> and, and I'm 50. So it's like, uh, I know. I remember talking... yeah, I lunch yesterday. <laughs> I, lunch. I was going through the Kickstarter list. Cause we talked about maybe talking about Kickstarter. Yeah. So I, I went through Kickstarter. I'm like all these games. I'm like, Oh, that that was t- 2022. Oh, nope, that was 2021. It's like wow. everything just runs together for me now. So it's like, oh, that's crazy. I have, I have no idea what time it is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that I have a specific episode that I'd say, oh, that's my favorite or that was the the greatest because I couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just kind of looking at it myself. I'm like, huh, right? What is my favorite one? I know it's odd. I know the popular ones are kind of surprising. Uh, the Matt Mercer one was pretty fun too, just to have a different take from everyone else's whiny bitch take about fucking the Matt Mercer effect. You know what? That one was actually a lot of fun. I I was thoroughly entertained with that. Yeah. Um, just like reprioritize what you believe. That's all. Yeah, I think out of because I think my favorite episode hasn't been released yet. Uh, was uh. You know which one. You got to meet one of your heroes. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. But out of release, yeah, out of released ones. Oh god. Um. I think out of all the released ones, the one that always pops into my mind is, uh, when we did the dust bunnies one. I had so much fun <laughs> recording that episode. I think we all and that did. was a fun one. I mean, Carl was a stand-up guy to to talk yeah. with. That that yeah, was a Carl lot of fun. And uh, Chris, right? Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Why don't you tell us? Yeah, it was Carl Kiesler and Chris mm. Warner dusting mm. off with Carl Kiesler and Dust Warner. Mm. Uh, which that one was a lot of fun. And then even go- getting back into chatting with him on the one-on-one was also a ton of fun. Yeah. Um. I would also highlight the one with uh, Charlie and the Shiver RPG where I got to talk about horrible movies and that's like one of my guilty pleasures. So it was awesome. See, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we've had, um, it kind of coincides with the next question, but like we had, we've had a lot of like fun moments that just, I absolutely love doing even like even role playing when we're doing like, the um, what was it the ETU one? That one was 
just such a blast to play through. And I couldn't get myself out of that Canadian accent after recording. Nice. Do <laughs> you know that is amongst my most viewed and watched and liked uh, actual plays we've done is the what? ETU stuff. Really? Yep. I was just looking at the stuff today. What so on was, your on your on the YouTube stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's it just... for our listeners? What's uh, your YouTube again? Uh, the Savage Cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> did change it. Hey, the cheerleader saved the world. I took it back. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be something else, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was disavow and a whole bunch of or unbounded accuracy because I was like, "Ooh, originally commit myself to." You know, doing a five E channel like every other idiot, and then I was just like, "Oh, I uh, my heart's not really in this, and I don't really give a shit." So here we go. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that, that was honestly so much fun. Oh yeah, I'm just kind of looking at the university one, two, three. Yeah, no, that was actually a ton of fun, and <clears throat> actually kind of going on to the thing for views. Like we have a YouTube channel but it's only pretty much just like the same recordings on the Mercer effect. It's probably the algorithm, but like we end up having like almost 200 watches on that video, which is just a record. <laughs> Jesus, wow. Yeah. It, that one kind of popped off. I was like, wow, uh, maybe we should talk about more topical things more often. I'm just saying that's, uh, that's how you get shit done. Yeah. And what, a. Uh... What an odd thing to think about doing. What? You mean doing just video? Just, mm. Oh, you know, um, I was <laughs> going to do a little at the end, like what no, we plan to do within the future. But um, talk about it now, talk about it later. Don't I'm down to talk about it now. Uh, no, we and now. to the chagrin of our audience who will get to see our ugly mugs. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> Okay, fine. Our ugly mugs and finder. Um, we are thinking of doing video as well. Now, for anyone who's listening to the podcast, this ain't going to change. It's going to stay the same. But now, if you want to see us in person on a channel, our faces will be there. So you'll be able to see if I look like Santa Claus. You'll be able to see Scott's chest because he's too tall for the camera. True statement. And you'll be able to see the supermodel that is finder. Oh, shit. <laughs> i've got it cleared with the ford modeling company yeah oh, yeah there you, oh there you go he, you wouldn't insured yeah and you would not bad. believe how much we had to pay for his appearance in it like totally bankrupting <laughs> us like me and scott literally about 10 grand each just again for one video i was gonna say four dollars but you went more <laughs> well four dollars well no i'm not going there Nope, not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice if you would have paid in something other than $1 bill. Oh, well, when they come, I, apparently it's all I see them is folded. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When you dance for a living, you got to, you got to, you know, just take oh my the gas you got. We did have that joke come up once in the office, and one of our guys was so innocent that uh, the two of the female chiefs were just berating the fuck out of him because he didn't know what a dollar bill folded lengthwise was. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm, like, I, I'm gonna enjoy the fuck out of this moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've never seen him attack. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, 
So out of curiosity, since the year is now ending, besides your own products, what's been your favorite RPG that has come out this year? Oh my god. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Settings also count. Oh shit. This year? Yeah. I don't know what came out this year. Uh... Or what's your favorite RPG this year to date? <sighs> Not something that was on your radar last year, just to make it a little bit easier. <sighs> I know this is tough. I'm like, I'm looking at the shelf trying to look behind me at all the Savage World shit that I now have. Like, yeah, I'm looking for my list too. <laughs> you think weird. I would have planned it too myself? Well, it's not even that. It's just like there's a lot of stuff we've talked about. A lot of different games get thrown around. Um, uh, between here and there, I don't even remember when some of the things we did took place. Honestly, um, like I do like Savage Pathfinder. I like how it works. I like the feel of it. It's kind of this real. It gives you the it, – it's really good because it gives you the I'm playing Dungeons & Dragons feeling. Yeah. But you still have the Savage Worlds to it. And I they, they really – so far, they really did a really good uh, mashup of the two things. I'm very impressed with that. I'm having a good time running it so far. It still feels like Savage Worlds. But, um, it, but it, it kind of has its own nice spin. Yeah, because you got class edges and those yeah. like really open things up for you. Like, you know, when you're just playing a wizard of high sorcery and it's that one class edge, it gives you all this cool shit. You don't really have to take edges to deal with. And it's kind of a nice, it's a nice concept. And it's, it's, but I don't, it's weird. It's hard to explain. Like, like I don't look at Rich's character and be like, oh, he's got the wizard class edge. I'm like, oh, he casts spells and he's casting savage world spells. You know, it's like, I, I know, but it still feels good. But I know that he's built this character around the concept, so I don't know if it's a success for them or not. But um, yeah, I don't know. And I still had a really good time. I don't know if that was in the last twelve months, but I still had a good time when we did Dungeon World. I still think Dungeon World is the best version of Dungeons and Dragons made. So it is nice and simple. It really is. And we did have a lot of fun, way more than the five E game that we played. Oh, what a shocker! Yeah. <laughs> so I would agree with you that i think it's i don't know if i would say it's the best dungeon and dragons what's the best version of dungeon and dragons then? the game that i'm gonna name oh shit what is that this it's new to me and that's why it's new to me it's not new <laughs> there's, there's a I, I found a box text and it's the covers are red and it has a dragon <laughs> and a lady on it no have you guys heard of this basic the artwork is like so retro <laughs> yeah it's, it's so it's retro. called the mold vey i don't understand this no, is amazing. no. <laughs> um it's uh dcc slash mcc oh you're welcome yes, yes that, that Ooh, was, you're right you're right bro you're right i know I'm Shit. not right all the time, but there's occasions no. where I'm right, and I think that is the best God. version of Dungeons & Dragons you can ever possibly play. God damn you. Yeah. Can we agree that Dungeon World is the best version of basic Dungeons & Dragons? How about... Dungeon and DCC is the best version of advanced Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> okay, <laughs> how, how, how's this? Uh, DCC is the best classic style version of Dungeons & Dragons, while... Dungeon World is the best modern version of it. There you go. Hey, yeah. I'm going to step away for like 30 seconds. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, Keep talking. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm Finder. How about you? What is your what is your favorite RPG that you have discovered this year? And it can be settings. 
Okay, so discovered this year as in have actually played? Uh, or even just read. You're assuming I read. <laughs> you do read. You're smart. We've had this conversation. You're actually I, I read, but I don't have time to read a whole lot of books for like RPGs anymore. So it's like, uh, um, you know, for me, I'm going to say running um, Coriolis. Oh, yeah, that is something new for you this year. Did you did you discover uh, it this year or is that? A... I, I played Year Zero uh, before, like played Forbidden Lands, but I had never played Coriolis. And mm-hmm. so getting it together with my kids. And again, that may have been the end of last year, beginning of this year. No, it was the beginning of this year. It has to have been because I wrapped up Desert of Desolation. So, yeah, it's the beginning of this year is when I started playing Coriolis and GMing that and just having a ton of fun with it. I mean, it, it is um very I, I think it has all the elements that scott likes in the the dungeon roll type stuff because it's built on the concept of fail forward um when you roll dice it's because it matters and you can't just say oh well you didn't see this thing it's like if, if you're rolling to notice something and you fail your notice roll you don't just not notice something but you may notice something that you or that throws you off the the scent or it does something else and there's always there should always be a consequence and it's just been a ton of fun to run so i i've really enjoyed coriolis one thing i find kind of interesting especially since like i'm not that much of a fantasy person of course i kind of combine combined it with also mcc but i like how my favorite of the year is actually based on a fantasy setting <laughs> i don't know how that happened well, I honestly don't. It's the system is awesome, but I think your the mutant crawl classics outweighs the DCC, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, is that yeah. fair enough to say? No, that that's very fair. I bought the I literally I bought the MCC app like ten minutes after learning about it, and yeah. I I still every once in a while I read it. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. I want to play it so badly. It just looks so much fun, and it reminds me a lot of uh, that video game. It's very, very old school, but Caves of Cud, which... Oh. Yeah. You'd probably like that game, Scott. Uh, I don't even know if I've seen it or not, but yeah. Um, then Coriolis, the Mutant Year Zero engine, like... So I like what they're doing with... Well, this is a... I hate doing this, but there's something I've been looking at, Sepcore, about all of the stuff they're doing, um, because I think it's... I like what they do and I like how it works, but uh, of course I think they're missing. They're missing a good. Is it just me or is it hard to hear Scott? Is it? Is it hard to hear me? How about now? Uh, you you that's, that's it down for a moment. Okay, it's really weird. Anyway, <laughs> it's probably a stupid microphone. Um, but yeah, the the Coriolis stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting how their engine works. That MYZ is neat. Um, but I, yeah, I can't help but think they're missing golden opportunities with a few things and it's just like, oh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and golden opportunity myself. <laughs> that's what that makes sense. I'm just saying. And I got to say for one that I was surprised how much I actually like it. And I'm playing the first game of it on tomorrow, actually. Um, which, if for anyone actually curious, we are recording this before January 1st. We didn't somehow magically create an episode on 
January 1st release on January 1st. So um, <laughs> <laughs> just a heads up. But uh, and that is the shiver system. Honestly, I really like it. I've been des- designing my own little adventure and it's a lot simpler than you'd actually looking at it believe. So I'm actually surprised how much I like that one. But onto the onto the next list. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, what is the worst game you've had the pleasure of putting your eyes on this year? <laughs> and I think we all three might have the same answer on this. And before we wouldn't have done it because we felt bad, but now that that project seems to be canceled, uh, I'm comfortable in saying it. I don't know if it's the same thing for you guys, though. Why don't you go ahead? I was going to say Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, but <laughs> you you saw that way before this year, though. Hundred fucking percent. Well, I am going to say Badlanders, <gasps> made by Mark Reinhagen. Uh, kickstarted in August after delay after delay. Uh, got the book to review it didn't review it because uh it wasn't out yet and i hated every moment of reading that book including things from how it looks the images within it uh the layout i disliked every single moment of looking at that book which is a shame because it did have some good ideas but it kind of looked like they just threw everything in, including the stove and the microwave, <laughs> and then decided to set it on fire and then took yeah. it out, dusted off the ashes and said, this is great. Like, I don't know how to I don't know how to say anything else either from that. I absolutely to my deepest heart, part of my heart, hated that more than anything. And I hate turtles. Yeah. So that's that's Hank Cottonballs. That's amazing. I thought it was a great book. You dis, you know, no, no, you can't even say that. You despise every moment of that. It was just, it was surprisingly, I'm, like the layout and the design was something I would expect off of some chuckle fuck on drive through RPG. Yeah, yeah, which is shocking. It it was so bad that. I literally just sometimes had to put it down and take a break and read something good because the layout was so horrible. It was text upon text. The whole story was in like 28 pages at the beginning, all using Uh, different like, you know, fonts, all of it on different backgrounds. I, yeah, Yeah, it was weird. And then like, the game system cash-in was a weird choice because I'm like, it could have been really interesting. And, you know, I, you know, like we said, when, before we talked about what we were talking about when we, we did the interview, I think I mean, we guessed easily that it was simply going to be each dot. It's Vampire the Masquerade, but each dot is a plus one to the roll, which is exactly what the game system turned out to, which is mm-hmm. really unfortunate because I think there are better ways of handling it, but they tied it to 5e. And then I don't know what happened to the project. It just all but vanished from memory. So Yeah, and then there was even like that thing with like <clears throat> the shield score, the banner score, and the, some yeah. other kind of scores. And I was just like, I, I really don't really know what's going on. It's it's too many things. I don't know, Rich. You also perused it probably briefly. 
Briefly. Briefly. Um, <laughs> and and I, I cannot uh, disagree with anything you guys have said. I mean, everything you said is – I am in complete alignment with the, the, the layout did uh, – I, I struggled with that probably the most. Of course, the I mean, I struggled with the layout for Cyberpunk Red too. <laughs> so. oh, I would honestly say that Cyberpunk Red's layout was better. Yeah. And I hated – cyberpunk reds layout but at least the game was structured well enough it was just the rules were kind of kind of haphazard and something's missing that you thought you wouldn't well with that game it's like i couldn't even bear to read the rules or the lore from how bad it was see and and for me i I don't know i I, like i said i didn't read all of the book i didn't read uh, much of it at all but (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know if, and, and part of it is for the exact reason that you just stated, but, but I mean, what I don't know is did they hide rules inside sidebars? Because if they did, then okay, I, I can probably agree with you, but that that's my biggest complaint about cyberpunk red is when there are rules that people need and are going to get used because everybody wants to do multi-actions or everybody wants to do uh, like automatic fire, that sort of stuff. And you have that buried in a sidebar and sidebars are typically less important and they're more optional sorts of things. And this wasn't even just like a regular sidebar. It was like, and I glanced past that sidebar so many times because it was just not, it didn't stand out. It, it, it was the hardest thing to find. And that annoys me when, when I can't find a rule that I should be able to find very easily, especially using common search for, I mean, I was in a PDF using common search phrases that people would use for that type of a rule. And I still couldn't find it because they didn't even refer to it like that. Yeah. I, I remember. Cause like I was in the same game with you on that one. I yeah. remember I ended up Googling the answers and I was able to find it faster through people saying it's not actually in the book. So we just did this. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 Well, like, I mean... um, gr- grenades. Okay. Well, we want to, we want to buy some grenades. Where are the grenades? The gear section. Where in the gear section? Under weapons. It, it it's for some reason, it's just based off of it's just placed in ammo. And that makes sense, probably because of grenade launchers. But yeah, it's kind of dumb because grenades should be their own weapon. Yeah, because the human talks about grenade launchers. Say, hey, yeah, ammo. See grenades. Yeah, but even yeah. then, the damage on it, like. Some of them, it's like, okay, what's the damage on it? Okay, it's a standard as a normal grenade launcher damage. So then you have to go back to the grenade launcher, find out the damage. But other ones, it actually says it there. Well, some of them, it says, see descriptions. And then the descriptions are literally like three pages after that to find out what that grenade did. It was honestly the biggest pain in the ass. And how do you not have rules in a cyberpunk game for going akimbo pistols? Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So, so, is this is this is well i will say if we're talking about games that came out well you know what i really didn't give you an answer did i so i will go ahead and steal it cyberpunk red is definitely the worst fucking rpg produced yeah that came out uh, yeah 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 it's it's too complicated they the the just it doesn't make any sense i know people loved it to death but it's just not a fun game you can have more interesting cyberpunk missions and adventures mm. with just swayed by itself you yeah. don't even need anything else 
Like when we got yeah. playing the game, it was a lot of fun, but it's just the layout of that book. And like people, you know, if, if you say, well, layout's not that important. It's like try oh. looking through a book while you're playing a game to try and find a very simple rule. If you can't do that qu very quickly, chances are it's not going to be a good layout. And their layout was bad. Yeah. The game itself, Pe fun. Layout. Oh, see, I hate the game itself. Um, just, I, don't <laughs> think it, I just don't think it plays well. Yeah. Do we lose Finder? Or no, I'm here. Oh, okay, sorry. I just heard a weird click. Yeah, I just don't think it plays well. I don't like how the combat works. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased. It's, just... it, it's also a game that really kind of uh, promotes the tabletop instead of being more narrative i find yeah i can see that and you and yeah. you you kind of you kind of i find you feed more off of narrative than i do yeah. which is i don't know because it's weird because when i tried to play in cyberpunk cyberpunk is a game that requires tactics and we kind of had this conversation yesterday of like well everyone just ignores tactics because why fucking bother with cover when bullets are real you know and it's just like well <laughs> then you're we're this is just stupid we're just going to stand here and shoot each other fucking find cover use things well i have armor okay do you wear are you wearing a helmet because your character description didn't say you're wearing a helmet so i just aim for the head and i kill the person cool and that's it we're done end of adventure I don't know. I, I just felt it lacking so severely and just, I don't find it fast. I don't find it represents like I have jacked up adrenaline kind of shit. I, like I didn't feel like I was cyber wired at all. No, that's fair. That's fair. I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like cyber, like, you know, it, it really gave any added anything to the game, which I think, no, that that's actually a very fair argument. It was like, yeah, the cyberware didn't really feel that great yeah. and i yeah, never I used any of it right see that's the thing is like and yeah when you're on a cyberpunk game and i don't know i mean i wrote a cyberpunk game so maybe i am full of shit but it's like you gotta try to make it matter and it's like yeah you know, know well and and i think people get into the cyberpunk because they want to feel cool like those cyberpunks you know, you know what i mean yeah, it's like yeah. i want to have that augmentation so i can do super cool stuff that people can't do yeah, no, that true. makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Like I say, it, could, it, it literally could be me being crazy, but. All right, well. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just me being pissy. So on a more positive note. Oh, no. How many Kickstarters have you guys backed this year? I Just on tabletop it. alone. I don't know I, if you want to consider cards in it. I literally, if it's cards, I'm in trouble. You know what? Just for the fun of it, then yes, but you have to count the cards separately. I, don't, I honestly don't know. I gotta figure out which Kickstarters for twenty twenty two. That's the problem because they don't ever. <coughs> right. Okay, I'm gonna start here because I know this one was, and the one next to it is not. So, let's see. Just tabletop stuff. You said including cards. Uh, including cards, but cards have to be counted separately. Just for. Uh, Dude, you're making paperwork. No, just yeah. for Scott. Just for Scott. I can't do this. Fine. It's, it's, all, it's, all the Kickstarters combined. It's over yeah. 40. Oh, shit. <laughs> Easily. Probably same. Now, if I take stuff out like books that I backed that aren't games, do you want that as well? Or do you want me to leave those books out? No one wants that nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them was like the 
biggest Kickstarter of all time. Are you talking about Mothership? No, no, Brandon Sanderson. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember that. His, his Kickstarter blew up Kickstarter. I mean, really he had did. like double-digit millions of dollars back before it was even halfway done. And then Brendan Sanderson blew up. Well, I got to say, I feel a lot less bad about my totals now. Right, yeah. yeah. My wife I'm doesn't only, listen to this show, so I'm safe. I'm only on at eight for the year. What? Eight, nine, what? ten. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm including cards. 10, 11, 12. Yeah. You're at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, <laughs> 18, 19, 20, 21, uh, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 29 gaming related. Wow. That's more than two a month. Yeah. What? It's because bad? they usually come in like threes. Oh yeah. Time. Yeah. That's the thing. Oh, I did it. That's the thing, right? Yeah. I'm I'm dreading January because I know January tends to be a very big month for it. And I, I skipped out on it last year. My first one was in March for this year. Oh which... shit. Oh yeah, it's this one. Still haven't gotten that one yet though. Now, I will say that is not as many as I wanted to back. I actually did a pretty good job of restraining myself in some situations. Yeah, yeah right. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, eh, I'm just not going to do this right now. You know what? I'm actually kind of pissed off about it. And Finder, I think you backed this one as well. Space Kraken. I still haven't gone into damn thing. They haven't even released, like, oh, here's like a PDF so you could take a look at our progress. It's like fucking probably, nothing. Probably because it sounds fucking lame. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know what? No, no. I I kind of I, I'm just kidding. It's like it's a science fiction dungeon crawler. Yeah, no, um, just, I'm breaking balls. There's a couple there's a shit that's always late though. Like there's one that people have been waiting for, and it's like like dude, this shit kickstarted like a, a decade ago. Oh fuck. <laughs> like that's a real story though. There is actually a Kickstarter that the weird, weird Weird West, no Tales of the Far West. It's was kickstarted like before YouTube got started. That's nuts. One hundred percent. And there's nothing you can do. Nope. Because technically, you know, if it fails, it fails, right? Right. Exactly. I just got denied to play in a Dungeon World game. Damn it. <laughs> You've been searching that up. Shut the fuck up. No one else wants to play fucking Dungeon World. <laughs> it's so good though it's all right you know. <laughs> oh my god it's so much more fun than fucking D. yeah i know but that's setting the bar pretty damn low dude yeah it's more fun, it's more fun than D. yeah really I know. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, there's there's a lot of things i'd rather spend my time on instead of D. Like, like re-watching reruns or staring yeah, at a the, wall the game is, the game is full because what a shocker dungeon world filled up <laughs> So what are you trying to get into? Is this a con or? No, no, it's just a little Dungeon World game this guy was going to run. He's going to do Lost Minds of Fandelver in Dungeon World, which I was just like, holy fuck, please sign me up. <laughs> I will be a fighter and my fucking heirloom weapon will be a spear. And I already know I'm going to arrange it. I'm like, oh, this is what <laughs> I'm waiting for. 
anyway, Kickstarters. Yeah, and space space krakens. I mean, well, I don't know. We have we have really weird opinions from people. Like, I still don't think Morkborg or Cyborg are good games, but what it is, they're going to outsell everything I will ever produce. Okay. Because of the stupid fucking art. It's like, the art doesn't make you play a game well. No, it doesn't. It's, it's a really pretty book. I'm still glad I own, own the actual physical copy of it. But I just sold I, all of mine. I just can't imagine playing it. I can. No, especially for a campaign. I mean, it was a good one shotter, but. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like, pretty much. You know, like Mothership, they're going to outsell me, and I, we all disagree. I disagree with everyone. I still think it's a fucking terrible game, mechanically. I, I'm very curious to see, because apparently they've made a lot of updates to the system. Did they get rid of a percentile system? <laughs> because that really is just annoying as fuck. I don't mind percentile systems. There's so many better ways they could have done that. But yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things. I'm just not a huge fan of the percentiles when i used to play role masters that could be coloring my affinity for percentiles <laughs> <laughs> after you guys saw how i did how when i described how role master works <laughs> yeah and then we're like well i i still think if you could automate like 90 percent of that on foundry yeah so it, i it would be a lot of fun i have the i have everything to do that i just don't know how to make it happen because i tried it with my laptop and well, I know what happened on my laptop, so I am the dumb shit. Uh, uh, but I could try it with a desktop and get it implemented um, and then see how it works. But this kid's been working on it for like a year and a half, and it looks phenomenal. And it automates everything, which is cool. Oh, nice. But you still can't automate some things for Rollmaster. Like, like I said, when you have – you have to develop skills – you have to develop skill ranks for every weapon. So you can't just say, I fight with swords. You have to fight with a fucking long sword. You fight with, it's one handed edged in Role Master Sanded system. So to be fair, you can do it. Old Role Master was into was short, short blades, long blades, but say so you're doing one handed edged. You develop your skill ranks and then you've got your attributes. You've got 11 or 13 attributes. Shit you not. And but they combine. So like, and it, to, to, to get your attack bone, and this has become the Role Master show. <laughs> to, um, to get your attack bonus, um, to get your attack bonus, it is your strength plus strength plus agility bonuses on top of your skill ranks, and each skill rank is worth five percent. And then, um, then you total that up, and then you total any other things you may have up, and then if you have a seventy percent offensive bonus. And your defensive bonus with just armor, your armor doesn't give you the bonus. Your armor determines how easily you can be wounded and harmed. And so you got that. And then you have a shield, and that's worth a 20 defensive bonus. And then you may have uh, your character class may give you a 10% defensive bonus. So that's a 30% DB. And that's what's subtracted from when the enemy attacks you. But you know you're going to have to parry a little bit. So you're going to reserve some of your 70%, say maybe 20% of that into your defensive bonus. And so that puts that up to um, 50 DB because you're parrying. And then the rest of your offensive bonus, which is now lower by 20%, which is 50%. Now you're whatever it is. I'm fucking lost the math now. Then you're attacking with that on that chart. And then you have to know what they're wearing and what their armor type is. And so then the armor type, you find the armor type and then you take your roll and you rake your roll down. It's, a, it's an open-ended roll. And so it's like... Okay, well, here's what I've done, and now the enemy is stunned, staggered, bleeding. Um, stunned, can't act. Stunned, must parry. That's one of the results. Uh, bleeding, I also may or may not have rolled a critical. 
So now I got to go to the other table and roll on the critical table. And it's just, that's, that's how one attack works. So, so essentially it takes like an entire evening of gaming to do half of a combat. Uh, yeah. Combats can be, they can, it's kind of like savage worlds, but yes, because if you're not, if you're not good with math or you're not, but I will say role master players pay a fuck, fuck attention. There is no jerking off on your telephone while you're playing role master. It's just, that's not a fucking option because you really have to know what the fuck you're doing. And then if you want to cast the first level fire law spell, which is literally light campfire, you have to prepare for two rounds as a, as the mage and you can't do really anything else. Um, or you can quick cast it, but that's like a negative 25% to your spell casting role. And then all you're going to do is start a fire. You're not even going to cast a fire bolt or anything. I don't know. Why. And do people actually play wizards, bro? Yes, all the time because when they get, because you learn your spell, you learn your spell lists in blocks. So like, if you take, I don't know, like say two, like one or two ranks in fire law, you're learning. You know every spell in fire law up to say fifth level, and you can cast those spells above your level with severe penalties. And it just, but you have to prepare. And if you're not preparing, then that those penalties are building, right? Kind of like you do with no powerpoints. Gotcha. But yes, and that's role master in a nutshell. And but when you're powerful, you are because the spell lists are there's a whole player's handbook size book of spell law, and it's for all the character classes he's magic. <laughs> Sorry, I zoned out there for a little bit. Get the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the one who just has to fucking have a, a percentile system, so I'm giving you the grand dad. I almost said grand wizard. That was unfortunate. The grand daddy of spell <laughs> system. And I, 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 I promise, I tried to listen, but it was, it, it just, I at some point, I, I missed like one thing that you said, and I was like, I'm totally lost already. Right, and now trying to teach people this. It's like, Jesus wept. <laughs> God. Yeah. Sounds horrible. Yeah. But probably it's it for the people who like it, I could see it's probably just that very heavy simulation that people enjoy. Yes, and that's what it is, is like that's when when other Scott asked me the three things I were what I would take away from it is that no one gives a fuck about your hit points but you. So you don't roll hit points every level, which I enjoy. If you want more hit points, whatever game I've written, you might have noticed the theme. It's up to you to spend an advancement to gain more health. Right, because I don't believe in just gaining health magically. I hate that shit. Um, and then your your skills really matter. And then whatever the other shit, vision and range and uh, encumbrance. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I forgot what they were. I forgot what they were. But it, it really is. And if you roll a 66, then that's like a critical enroll master. And special things happen. And then like... I'll give him this, like the size of creatures matters because an ogre won't attack on the same attack chart that you do. If it has a club, it's going to use a large creature or the huge creature attack table. And it's just fucking devastating when it, when it touches you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not this petty bullshit of like D&D &D where it's like, the ogre does 48 points of damage to his club. Nah, bitch, this ogre just hits you for 75 points of damage. You're stunned, no parry for two rounds. You have a broken fucking right femur uh, that's causing you to bleed out at two hits per round. <laughs> so, what are you going to do? And when I say stunned, I don't mean like Savage Worlds. I spend a penny. It means like I am fucked unless I have a spellcaster in the party who can unstun me. <laughs> and if I says no parry, then you also can't fucking defend yourself. It's raw defensive bonus and armor. Jesus Christ. It's brutal. But on the converse, I saw a first level ranger send a fucking arrow through an ogre's head with one shot and rolled a 197 on the attack and with the critical just 
killed it in one shot. <laughs> so anyway, now that yeah. we descended into the Raw Master channel. <laughs> well, one other thing I kind of want to bring up because we are getting close to one hour. We are getting close to meeting in the E too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and <as> well. <laughs> I just wanted to, there's two last things I have on the agenda. One of them is community spotlight. Um, I just wanted to uh, bring a little bit of attention. We have a discord, which link will be in it, but also I want to talk about some of the people in it because we've, we've met some really awesome people um, and had some re really fun conversations in the process. Um, first one, and this goes to other Scott, uh, you know who you are because you're the other Scott. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he was actually our, one of our very first listeners, eh? Yeah, yeah. He was in from the very beginning, and he is absolutely hilarious. And at the same time, he's willing to argue with Scott, so that's 100%. always a win. Hundred percent. And then he lets me bait him in for an hour, and then they prove that he's wrong. <laughs> I dub him the Frost Queen of Discord. <laughs> and uh, other Scott, um, I want to put out: you're welcome on the show if you want to join us for an episode. Yeah. We have to talk about encumbrance because that seems to be a crazily hot topic issue. It is. It's because <laughs> real gamers, because gamers have never actually put on a fucking pack and tried to do anything. <laughs> um, I also wanted to say thanks for Dot. Yeah. Yeah. She does the writing prompts of the day every single, well, Monday through Friday. Uh, I was also on one of the podcasts that she's on and she actually hosted that one. Uh, it was Gage and Friends. And yeah, thank you very much. You've been absolutely phenomenal. And then the last one is Matt because, well, Matt, you, you created our new damn logo. So that's a true statement. Yeah. Dot's like the high thearch of creativity. The what? The high thearch of creativity. She's, it's her thing. She spurs everyone to do her little writing prompts and it's uh -huh. like it fills up notifications, which is good because it's like everyone's getting real creative with it. It's, you see how many different versions of a, you know, one picture yeah. and there's a hundred different ideas. Yeah. And so. some, sometimes some of the stories are like, God damn. And then other ones you can see with the picture and most people are just like, I have no idea what they're right with that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call what we call Matt. Well, we can call Matt for a little while. We can call him. He's, he has the logos and stuff and he's in the tech and whatnot. We can call him like the master of tokens. It's perfect. Token master. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah i do hate to do this but i do need to run uh no that's fine uh the last one was would you be able to just 30 seconds yeah sure uh all i'm asking is would you be able to do your spiel for our giveaway oh my on god the, it's, on the system it's the chronos builder i almost read the name of it um chronos builder so it's a this is a ai driven dungeon creation program it's on steam and but it's not limited to just medieval fantasy it can do victorian it can do a little bit of modern if you kind of work the victorian right it does cyberpunk uh and then it does a little bit of extra science fiction you can build things yourself and you can go and drag and drop and then the, the thing will do it or you can have a chrono have the the machine go in and say here's the wall patterns and the, the, the walls the tiles the decorations and what kind of building it is like this is a tavern and this is a cyberpunk bar okay cool now it knows and then you just drag the area that you want and it'll go and build that based on your your 
needs. And there's a whole list of, of room types. And then the Chronos button, if you have a Victorian par or you've made like a medieval pub and you're like, oh, this is really cool. I just need a, I need a real quick fucking bar uh, for my Cyberpunk game. You just go in and you highlight the bar and then you hit the Chronos button and you tell it, I want Cyberpunk. And it will automatically change all the assets over to the new genre. Oh, so, that's pretty dope. Very cool. It's it's brand. It's, it is new. It's only about six months old or eight months old. So they're still working on it. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely worth checking out. In order to enter the giveaway, or if you want to even first check out where you can find it, just search it up on Steam. It is definitely on there. Uh, and how you enter is you can either send me an email at our rpsmartpeople at gmail.com or there's going to be a new tab in the discord for everyone who wants to join that one uh where all you got to do is you got to post a picture of the worst map you've ever played on in tabletop uh that's all you got to do and then we'll give a giveaway at the at the end of january so hope you guys tune in for that and yeah all right, and I'm gonna edit that so it turns into a better, a little bit of a better conversation, like you know, a little bit I, more. They don't ask. Yeah, yeah, I know you don't <laughs> ask. Um, but anyways, folks, uh, thank you. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be around next year, hopefully again too. Uh, so see you guys yeah. soon. Bye bye. See you soon. Alhamdulillah. Later.